So hi everyone. Today I'd like to introduce our listeners to Palak who has joined us on the Career Journeys podcast. Palak has had a wide range of exciting experiences under her belt. After her bachelor's in commerce, Palak pursued the Young India Fellowship and during the fellowship she was engaged in working as a researcher with Hakdashak which is a grassroots NGO that provides access to welfare schemes through a technological platform. She then joined the Chief Minister's Good Governance Associates program where she worked with the government of Haryana in various capacities. Uh, finally she completed her masters in public policy at NUS on a full scholarship while also co-founding and managing a startup on the side. She's currently working with the Asian Development Bank which is a region specific multilateral institution. So as you might guess Palak is very qualified to share her insights on a wide range of roles and organizations in the development sector. and we are very excited to know more about her journey thank you once again for joining us today palak thank you so much panisa it's a pleasure to be here thank you for the kind introduction maybe we can begin with a brief background of what your current role at the asian development bank looks like so that our listeners have a little bit of context of where you are presently sure hi everyone once again to briefly speak about what i do with the asian development bank right now i work as a consultant on something called the graduation program my formal designation is that of a graduation officer which is an in country resource person to support the planning of the graduation program now what is the graduation program it's a holistic and integrated program to support households on an upward trajectory from poverty so basically through a comprehensive approach using four pillars uh which are social empowerment social assistance livelihood promotion and financial inclusion through these four pillars the program is a worldwide approach that has been tested and proven in around 43 countries of the world which is also the same approach that adb is implementing in tamil nadu so my role is actually to support the planning and design of that program to contextualize it to the the specific context of tamil nadu and to provide support through both technical assistance as well as through field interventions in planning this program okay that sounds great so uh, it's good to know where you are presently and um, maybe next we can move on to see how you began your journey in the development sector Uh, as far as i know you joined straight out of college and without having any kind of work experience in other sectors so what motivated you to do that and were there any considerations that you made while taking this decision right yeah i mean uh, when i think of it i actually started out as a volunteer back in college when i was pursuing my undergrad in commerce and my formal journey in the development sector only began after college so i started as a volunteer i remember the main motivation to do that was some feeling that i'd been that i'd experienced while i was growing up but didn't know how to channelize or what to do with that so in my teenage years there was a lot of helplessness when i saw issues around me or in the society i remember being very bothered on witnessing child labor on hearing about sexual assault so this feeling of wanting to contribute to the society was very strong from from then but i didn't know if there was a formal way to actually do it the only path i knew of was of volunteering with local organizations or ngos so that's what i did in college while i was studying at uh, delhi university i was part of a group within college that was that visited nearby government schools on the weekends and provided support to children in two forms one we used to impart moral values to kids uh things which aren't as often taught in schools such as respect such as cleanliness team building leadership etc and the second form of support we used to provide was of taking remedial classes before their exams so that's how i was first exposed to this sector where i started volunteering at the school when i really loved it because it felt so much more meaningful than any other activity i had tried out in college outside of that so when i was leaving my undergrad college in delhi university this path of the development sector was very unheard of uh, i didn't know anyone who had considered it also coming from a business family i guess the only expectation that there was was to pursue a more mainstream path of an mba or ca or uh, mcom so for me the biggest pivot was to understand that the experience i had of volunteering felt very meaningful 
and that I didn't see myself pursuing one of those more conventional choices. So I wanted to pivot to a choice that was different, even though unknown. And that's when I actually learned of the sector, uh, less so while I was stepping into it, but more so after I came to know more people in it. And I think the time that I would have properly started my journey in this sector was when I pursued the Young India Fellowship, the multidisciplinary program which is offered by Ashoka University. So I remember that one year is actually the time when I was exposed to the most pertinent issues in the society, be it inequalities of caste, class, gender, and others. And for the first time, I was also exposed to people as faculty who had worked on these issues. And that's when I realized that it was possible to build a career in this field where I could work as a full-time employee and at the same time contribute to the causes that I felt strongly for. So while I started out as a volunteer, I actually learned of the, the, the path and the options available as well as gain knowledge on it when I was studying at Ashoka University for the year-long program. Uh, and during that time, I had I had a part-time experience of working as a researcher with Hagdarshak, uh, like you mentioned in the beginning, which was possibly the turning point of realizing how work can support the kind of ideas we have about the change we want to bring. And that's what pushed me to then pursue a government fellowship in Haryana. So that's how my career started in the sector and um, and that's how I built knowledge around it over time. That's interesting. So I think a lot of parallels with, um, I'm guessing many people who start out their journey in a similar manner. Even for me, I'm glad that the range of opportunities have expanded since we were first grappling with questions like these and spaces like the Young India Fellowship might have access to networks and the kind of conversations that expose you to these opportunities but it's quite rare otherwise yeah completely agree with what you said so palak you mentioned a little bit about the uh, work that you did at hakdarshak and then how you moved on to the cmgga and also how presently you're working at the asian development bank so could you tell us a little more about your journey across all of these experiences and the kind of work that you've done, uh, your experience across the different organizations that you have worked at? Sure, yes. So uh, let me begin with Hug Darshak because that was my first formal engagement in the sector. Uh, I was working as a part-time researcher for almost nine months uh, with Hug Darshak as part of an experiential learning module that we had at the Young India Fellowship. So. Hagdarshak at that point was actually a very new organization that had started only the year before we started working with them. And they had they had a larger vision of wanting to make government schemes and services more accessible to eligible citizens. And the gap that they had identified was, or the problem they had identified was that there are a lot of these schemes that exist in India which are made for which are made for innumerable people. But the issue is that people either, the people who are eligible for it either don't know about them or don't know how to apply for them or have other barriers that prevent them from accessing these schemes that are meant for them. So their solution was to build a mobile technology which could have an easy to understand database of all these schemes along with a screening platform that would help any citizen who uses the database to understand after entering details what schemes they're eligible for and to also then apply for those schemes. Now, the gap that we were asked to bridge, so we were a team of three people, two of my teammates and I were working for nine months as researchers with Hag Darshak, in which we had to support the building of database of central government schemes in India. Uh, and the biggest issue there is that these schemes do exist and there are documents, but they are in very complex forms. It's not it's not the easiest to read them and understand exactly who those schemes are meant for or what documents are required or what is the process, uh, who's eligible, et cetera. So at least at that point, they weren't as clearly defined. Maybe today things are a bit different, but for most part, uh, as I'm aware, those schemes are still very complex for uh, an average citizen to figure out by themselves. So my team and I were working on the role of researching on on, on on almost all the central government schemes which were meant for the poor, vulnerable, and marginalized sections. And um, specifically, I was also, so we divided departments amongst ourselves. And I remember back then working uh, on the schemes of Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment. So my primary role was to research, analyze, and document these schemes. 
I used to go through long government documents, analyze the important aspects such as the process of a scheme, the benefits, and then document it in a standardized, understandable format. And then along with that, we also used to present some of these findings to other partners. At that point, Hak Darshak was raising funding for it. So our database was then used as a foundation to build further in how those schemes will then be input in the mobile technology platform. And then when, when it was finally taken to citizens, they could use that database to see what they're eligible for. So my engagement with them for one year really helped me understand the gaps that exist in the system or in the society and some solutions to how those gaps can be bridged. And I think that was a very meaningful change for me to witness at that point, which convinced me or strengthened my belief to want to pursue a path in the sector. And at the same time, it also equipped me with the skills of research, analysis, and documentation, which is what I was using while I was doing this role. So that is broadly what my engagement with Hug Darshak was like. Like I mentioned, it was a new organization which had started just a year before. So there was a lot of openness and flexibility. Uh, it was much easier to also ask questions. The co-founder was very welcoming. So it was a very small team and I think that helped us feel more integrated and also contribute much more in different parts of what they were doing. But since they were also a new organization, the structure was not as well defined at that time. And of course, work, work uh, happened at different paces in different forms. So that is how I would define broadly the organizational experience for me to be at Hak Darshad. But overall, something that really taught me and learnings I took forward, and I know helped me in my next step very clearly, uh, which was then the CMDGA program. So I'm assuming that your work at Hagdashak sort of cemented the belief that government is critical to creating any sort of large scale and long term impact in the sector. And that might have prompted your next step right to the CMGGA program. Yeah, yeah, spot on. I think that was one of the biggest learnings from it, which is to see how important a role the government plays in the sector of trying to create positive change and how it's central to any problems we may try to solve uh, in this. So I think that was that was something I'd been briefly exposed to because I used to visit ministries and departments while trying to do research. But something, or at least the stakeholder, I didn't fully understand until I actually went to the CMGGA program. So I would say that was one of the biggest learnings. And the other was something more personal, which is that I had these ideas about the kind of work that was possible in this sector. And I had many ideas about the kind of causes I want to contribute towards. But Hak Darshad finally gave me a glimpse of how that was possible that you could actually and you could tangibly work on change. And these are the ways you could do it. There was one solution that was helping thousands and today like lakhs of citizens. So I think that was both personal as well as professional in terms of what I learned. And that moved me forward. Was there any thought process as to why you moved from research to grassroots implementation? Or was it just a factor of the CMGTA program? I think, I mean, it was definitely a factor of the program, but I was also drawn to it as well as I remember any other roles that I'd applied to around that time did have a stronger grassroots focus because I felt like there was so much to learn there. There was so little I knew or I could have known by being, by walking from a distance. So I knew that there was a need to be closer to the grassroots level. So I remember CMDGA was one program that was offering that. Another one that I was considering at that time was a fellowship with an organization called Pradhan, which also works at the grassroots level heavily. So I realized that research is one aspect of it, but there's so much more to learn from the ground, which can only be done through programs that are more connected there. That's absolutely true. And I think there are very few experiences that allow you to experiment with that kind of work where you're exposed to the end beneficiaries and understand the grassroots realities from so close. It would be nice to know more about the CMGGA program and how you were involved there, how that helped you in your journey after the program. Yeah, yeah. I think CMGGA till date definitely has been the most transformational experience I've had in my life. And I was there for two I'm sure years. the program was... would be very, very happy to hear this. Yeah, yeah. I often say it. And now that I've had different experiences as well, I realized that what that program and that opportunity taught me, it, it feels 
probably unparalleled to anything else I have had the chance to experience, even though every experience has taught me a lot, but CMGGA definitely uh, stands out there. So in CMGGA, I was there for two years. CMGGA at that point had just started. I was there in the first cohort of the program where the model remains the same that one associate, one associate is posted to every district of Haryana. And the goal is to improve public service delivery in this district, but also largely in the state. So I had two different roles in those two years. In the first year, I worked in the role I just spoke about. And as part of that, I worked across 10 different or more than 10 uh, government departments on analyzing issues, problem solving, implementing and improving systems. And an example of that would be, so we had set modules throughout the one year where we would contribute uh, to one problem and try to solve it and then improve systems and processes behind it so that the change comes from within. And one other thing that I should mention here is that CMDGA is extremely integrated in the, in the government setup and public machinery. It gives a very good exposure into the government functioning. So you actually sit out of a government office, you work closely with the government officers and you see things from uh, probably the closest that one can compared to other experiences one usually has in the sector. So for, as part of that, my district was Rotak and that's where I lived for two years. So back to the kind of work I used to do in the first year, which was improving public service delivery. Uh, one example of that would be that say we had, we had identified a problem in the first year, which was, which was around how transport services for, for citizens were very difficult to access. So applying for a driving license or registration certificate or learner license, et cetera. These services were difficult to access by citizens because of complicated processes, but also prevalent corruption and how um, things weren't as streamlined. And which is why there was a lot of reliance on these practices across all districts. So to actually work on them and to understand them further, each of us in our districts uh, shadowed citizens applying for different services, actually did a process mapping of their entire uh, service delivery system and found out gaps that existed, which needed to be resolved at the systemic level. So those gaps included there being no standard operating procedures for services, or the gaps included there being no common list of agreed upon documents required across the state of Haryana for anyone applying for one specific service. So once we had identified those gaps, we uh, we then worked with the respective departments, such as the state transport department, to build solutions to address those gaps, which included, say, building an SOP, a standard operating procedure, for the five or six most common services. It included uh, having a standardized procedure of documents, of processes, of making things online, of having applications more streamlined of having a help desk, et cetera. So it was a package of solutions we would come up with, with the department support and uh, with the department guidance and agreement. And then once those solutions were decided at the systemic level of a state department, they were trickled down to every district for implementation, which was also something we were uh, supporting on. So those exact SOPs and procedures then had to be implemented in the Rota district office of transport services. And that is one example of how you, we used to work on different aspects which the district had a need for. And this used to be streamlined across the state for most part. And in some cases, we used to run independent projects which were only specific to say Rodak in my case. So all in all, it was a fantastic experience in learning about how the state machinery works, how different departments work, what gaps exist, how things operate at the state level, how they operate at the district level, and how they actually operate at the block or village level also, because you act, you make visits to citizens who are applying for services in those uh, levels, or you actually make visits beyond the district to go to lower levels. So I think it exposes you to different levels of government functioning, but also at the same time keeps you connected to the grassroots because you get all your data from the citizens you're trying to support in this process. And then you go back and try to get feedback from them. So it's a complete loop of services and you don't just do it for one department. We did it across 10 departments. So it was a very wide range of exposure into multiple aspects of government machinery. 
uh, including even learning about how schemes work, what policies work, how do we analyze them, etc. So I think my first year was primarily around uh, the function of an associate that I performed in Rotak. In the second year, my role was different but connected. Uh, I had started a project called Jagriti while I was in my first year of PMPGA, which was independent, which was only for Rotak district. Uh, that was aimed at addressing a dire need of the district. And in my district, I had identified gender inequality to be a huge issue. And that was something that my district administration was also keen to work on and something that I personally felt very interested in and strongly about. So to address, so gender inequality is a large issue, right? Like it has many different aspects under it, but, and, and it's impossible to maybe work on all together. But what I had done along with uh, my district administration and working closely with them was to identify certain aspects of it where we could make change. And for me, that was schools and how the curriculum could be more gender inclusive and how we could have gender sensitive teaching uh, so that at least the upcoming generation of children are sensitized to gender norms and can grow to be more equal individuals. So that is a pilot we started with 10 schools and it showed great results. And then in my second year, because of the state's willingness and the chief minister's uh, willingness to also want to give this program a larger scale and to take this forward, uh, I was asked to then broaden this program to two districts and to make it uh, inclusive of four components. And that's what I was doing in my second year. I was managing Jagriti project in two districts of Haryana on a pilot basis, Rotak and Chajar where I was working still on the same issue of gender equality, but now with a more holistic model, one was on education, which was through gender sensitive curriculum at schools. And we scaled from 10 schools to almost uh, 100 schools across four districts. Then the second part we were working on was on increasing women's safety in public spaces. The third part was of making government offices more gender inclusive. And the fourth part was to use media as a positive force of changing gender stereotypes. So we broadened the scope with the same goal. We did this on a pilot basis in two districts and we also had technical partners such as UNICEF, uh, uh, Jagori and other organizations on board to support us. So in my second year, I was working only on this project but within the same system of working closely with the government departments and uh, in the two districts that I mentioned. So, so that is broadly what my work and role was around uh, in that journey as an organization, or at least as an experience, like I mentioned, from the grassroots to the district and state level, it, it always felt very connected. And it also felt very close to both the issues as well as the point from where change could be driven, which was say a district level or a block level. And it was a very intensive experience both personally and professionally. I think uh, personally also it challenged me a lot and it made me grow. And professionally, it definitely offered so much knowledge, exposure uh, and skills that I, I would never have imagined before I went into it. I completely agree. I mean, I had worked with uh, CMGG on the scheme and service delivery as well. And I can't agree more about your point um, about the exposure and the impact that it has, not only in terms of change on the government machinery but also for yourself and that probably is not something that you realize when you're inside of it and dealing with the day-to-day -day issues because it's difficult to zoom out but a lot of the work that you can do through uh, your engagement with the government can be pretty ambitious in terms of you know conceptualization as well as uh, implementation so uh, implementation especially for fellows who are working so close to the ground must have been an altogether different ballgame. So I can imagine the learning curve that it could have been for you. And I should also mention here that um, Jagrati was, Jagrati, which was started by Pallak was such a huge success that it continued even after her exit uh, when I was working on the program at that time. Yeah, and thank you for sharing your experience, Panasa. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm glad that this experience, like the CMDG program has given us all so much to learn from. True, that's very true. I'm assuming your experience at the Asian Development Bank would have been very different from anything that you had done so far. And how how was that? How was that journey? And what was the experience of working in that organization like? Because there's a lot of interest in multilateral organizations and it would be nice to hear from somebody who has been inside of that environment. 
Right. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. And I think here also CMDJ played a role for me because I had had at least at that point I thought great understanding of being close to the ground and of the government. So it also felt good to have another perspective, which was of a multilateral organization. Even though I wasn't ever looking at it as an option I wanted to consider, but it so happened that when I was pursuing my masters. From the Lee Kuan Yew School of Public Policy at National University of Singapore, that is when I was looking for internships, and I came across a role of an intern on a specific project that intrigued me at ADB, and that's what I I applied for and I got through. And that experience of three months as an intern on this project really changed my perspective. And it's actually the same project but in a different context that I'm working on currently in my job with ADB. So to speak of that experience, it's definitely different than the ones I'd had before with Hardarshak or with CMDGA, both organizationally as well as the kind of project and role that I'm involved in. I think organizationally, it's a much larger organization and and much bigger base, and works with a very regional perspective, which is still uh, learning over the last eight months that I've worked with them. So in CMDG, our focus was limited to a district, such as say Rotak, a block. If I had to work uh, at the block level, or say maximum at the state level, which was Haryana, and maybe if it did connect, it would be at the national level, which was looking at India's flagship teams, etc., or other states. At ADB, as an organization, because it works across Asia and the Pacific, it has a much more regional focus, and there they. because of that they also have a focus on problems more than just the context you're working on so say earlier before this i would look at poverty but i would look at poverty in india but when when i try to read documents or when i'm exposed to conversations at adb it speaks of poverty as an issue which could be as severe in india as in bangladesh or as in a central asian country or as in the pacific so so i think it builds a lot of cross learning because of that because your perspective is then much more macro and you get to zoom out of one specific context to also see how problems could be both similar and different in other contexts and and on that front even how solutions can be both similar and different so it helps you contextualize or to have more cross learning so i think as a larger organization and also with a regional focus it offers that perspective which was very different than any that i had had before apart from say my masters where we still used to speak of global issues much more but at work i think this was this was starkly different uh on the other hand in terms of project and my role another difference i think would be that this is much more research and and research driven and analytical than uh probably my experiences at cmdj or even hug darshak although that was the role of a researcher uh and that is where i think my masters degree also helped me because it equipped me with the knowledge of research methods or the tools used uh for such an analysis so i think adb since it's also an organization with a focus on knowledge resources and uses knowledge as a basis to work on solutions it has a much stronger focus on research and thorough planning and designing and contextualizing and preparation before implementation so it has a very strong design and planning arm uh before one even goes into implementation which was different than cmdg or other experiences because often times planning and implementation used to go hand in hand or one after the other without as much of a time on one phase than after the other because of multiple factors but also uh, uh at that point the pace of things were were much more immediate and urgent in terms of how work was done but here it's much more planned uh and designed uh, as rigorously as possible so that is another change that i have seen here in terms of my role specifically now i focus uh more more clearly on a specific program which is say the graduation approach program uh which is this poverty which is this innovative poverty alleviation program that's been tested around the world and now we want to try it out in some sites of uh tamil nadu with the urban poor there so this gives me a much more narrower focus on a specific project and that's what i've been doing for the last eight months and will be for the next few months 
so it's more nuanced and detailed through work on one project versus working across multiple pieces while you're uh, at other organizations so at least in my role that is also a clear difference that i see in terms of adb as an organization outside of what i mentioned which is its regional focus i think it also offers many learning opportunities because it believes in creating those and sharing those with its uh, staff and employees so there are a lot more webinars discussions uh, research papers that are circulated and attended by all of us which which expose you to what else is happening around the region in other countries on different areas for instance the other day i was attending a webinar on aging and how that problem is being resolved in cert certain developed asian countries or another day i was attending a, a webinar or a full day workshop on disability inclusion in urban planning and how those policies can be planned better so while this is not always immediately exactly what i'm working on or is is not closely related as an organization with the culture of cross learning it supports that much more and i think that is another opportunity that one gets by working with a larger organization so so these are some of the things that definitely hold true i'm guessing for other multilateral organizations as well because of their size and structure and global or regional focus uh but on the other hand i think it it can be different than working with smaller organizations because there are many more processes and people involved and those can be time taking uh, at many points depending on the degree of approvals or reviews involved that can be both a pro and a con because it ensures uh, rigorous uh, procedures but at the same time it can it can delay things as well so it's it's and i'm guessing that could be true for other similar structure organizations as well so it's it's definitely a diverse set of experiences that one has here uh and i i would say it's it gives me another lens and perspective into the development sector and i don't think i can complete that sentence without saying that the other lens is also that of an organization that sends loans and grants to government uh so that perspective also is different than working with an organization researching or implementing or driving work compared to one financing so for all these reasons i would say yes uh very different and interesting yeah that that does sound fascinating so you mentioned that the main advantages of working in multilateral organizations would be the the strategic focus the emphasis on learning as well as global exposure right and would that be common across all roles for example the funding role also that you mentioned i do think the opportunities for these advantages definitely exist across most roles but depending on how or at what kind in, in what kind of uh, uh, roles and responsibilities you are assigned it depends on how much you can access them or not so so at least in the project that i am in it allows me to have enough flexibility to explore that but again it could vary compared it could vary depending on which project you're on which country you're working in or what level of uh, position you're working on but largely i would say that it it would hold true for most i'm sure that will be very helpful for um, our listeners who are interested in multilateral organizations so you mentioned how some of the skills that you gained through your masters program at lee kuan yew helped you in the role that you are currently performing at the asian development bank so can you expand a little more on that as to how that degree might have helped you with your career which could be in terms of skills or knowledge networks other aspects whatever you think would be uh, important with respect to your learning when i think of my experience at lky my masters degree i usually divided in terms of three learnings i had one were personal the second were academic and the third would be professional so specifically in my career i think the professional growth definitely played the biggest part followed by academic but let me begin by academic because uh, it is close to what we were just speaking about so academically i was exposed to research methods to forms of analysis to aspects of public policy i didn't know of before and i had also identified as gaps based on my past experience which had also pushed me to do a masters degree so those gaps were bridged through courses and modules and exercises in learning about these methods and uh, and learning about the different stages of policy from 
rigorous design to implementation to evaluation and the considerations in each of those and at the same time i think the degree also academically helped me build knowledge of wide range of sectors such as education and environment as well as the tools to undertake some of the tasks required at work such as conducting interviews how to uh, package a policy how to communicate about a policy etc so it offers a wide range of academic experiences that i think equip you maybe not all of them we see a direct connect in in what we do every day at work but in the larger forms it does equip you both with the knowledge and skills and awareness to to undertake some of the tasks and professionally on the other front the very opportunity i have with adb today or i've been pursuing was because of the internship opportunity i got uh while at the lekwan u school so in terms of internships i think masters are a great masters degrees uh provide a great platform to to pursue things that or to pursue things or to pursue experiences that we may not have had before in this space and i also learned with other opportunities such as starting a project uh on addressing the issue of child sexual abuse called safe joy getting funded for it uh trying it out with with nearly 1000 children in three countries or even other short term course engagements uh working on refugee rights with UNHCR in Malaysia uh etc so i think professionally as well the degree offered some short term as well as some long term engagements that helped me grow and be more exposed to different aspects and stakeholders of the sector and issues that i didn't know before so on both those fronts i think it contributed a lot to my career and definitely the last bit being personal so it did help me grow a lot as an individual and i would say that has played a role as well so yeah that's how i would categorize these that's a great way of breaking it down and thank you for um, answering that so comprehensively and it's also nice to hear that you know this journey played a role in helping you start up in an area of your interest would you want to speak a little more about that sure yeah i mean it's it's a project that's very close to my heart so always happy to speak about it so in my masters there, there are different conferences that take place at graduate schools or generally in schools and for one of those conferences which was something called the global public policy network conference my team of 3 one uh, is a lawyer and has worked on child rights who's from bangalore the other uh, had also worked in the field of finance and development from pakistan uh, lahore in pakistan and i had worked on gender issues based on my jagriti experience so i brought that focus the three of us worked together to develop a solution for a conference which was on innovative solutions for sustainable development goals so for that we developed an educational toolkit called safe joy that aims at increasing the awareness and willingness of children to identify and report sexual abuse so through through an interactive toolkit uh, it teaches the child about the difference between safe and unsafe touch and the goal of the kit through its different components is to then make the child understand what is unsafe touch and the and in the event that it happens report it to a trusted adult the reason why we built this was because based on our research one of the gaps that exists is the lack of identification or awareness of it among children or the lack of sharing of it with someone they can trust so that it can lead to an actionable so we built that educational toolkit which consisted of a story book it consisted of a guide it consisted of a card game that was a scenario based card game uh, to be played with children and we used our collective knowledge to build that and thankfully uh, and gratefully for that opportunity we did win the best project award at the global public policy network conference which was among uh, many different policy schools uh, in in the world because that happened we got funding to pilot it with nearly 1000 children across across india pakistan and singapore and that's what we did over the next one year we refined the toolkit and we actually took it to children aged 7 to 12 years in these three countries and conducted the toolkit with them uh, and this funding came to us from the support of lky school uh, to 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 be able to try this out 
and that's when we learned a lot out of it we evaluated it as well it had some good feedback we then used it back to refine it before taking it to the next set of children and that way that is how we eventually reached almost 1000 children so it was a great experience it was building something from scratch based on research then refining it presenting it getting and uh, seeking funding for it using that funding to actually implement it implementing and then refining the toolkit again and then evaluating it uh, and finally uh, almost like running a full time project based on all of these steps on causes that we felt very strongly for which was gender equality and within that to address child sexual abuse and today after we've completed that pilot uh, we have the toolkit over the next one year we hope to now adapt it to online methods as well and train other organizations working in the space to adopt the toolkit so that they can take it to more children all three of us are now individually in different jobs but this is something that's been very close to our heart during the two years uh, we studied at the school so the goal is now to make it more sustainable by other organizations adopting this kit so we will be working on developing a training module for the next one year and we hope that organizations can use that training module and can uh, and can have the kit for free so that they can then take it to children in the communities that they work on across these countries that sounds really exciting and i'm sure that journey must have been great especially since you got to work on an issue that's so close to your heart work with a team of international peers and have an end to end experience of building a project from scratch and um, growing it so thank you so much for sharing that with us as well so you shared all your lessons and takeaways from the different uh, jobs and different roles that you have been at would you also like to tell us a little bit about your biggest takeaway from your entire career journey and from your work in the development sector yeah i think that would be a great exercise for me as well so thank you for asking that i think some of the biggest learnings or the most common learnings which have been shaped over time that come to my mind are i entered this sector with that willingness and energy to want to contribute to change and what i've realized over the last few years of my career is that that positive change in the society is it's hardly ever easy immediate or tangible we have to be very patient and committed because it's a long long process so it requires that determination both professionally and personally and i think it happens in ways we can't often see or or identify right in that moment but all these steps are part of a process that is helping support a wheel that will eventually get built with many more people working together on it and that's why it requires a lot of patience so so that would be one thing that i've learned for sure the second closely connected to it is that it is the work of many 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 individuals it's really never about one person doing one project or two people running one organization or 10 people running one government office it's it's many at least like several of people contributing to such change in a society and there are many different parts of that puzzle that we don't often see but are equally important and are contributing to it both the people trying to work on it as well as the people trying to be supported from it like all stakeholders possible that we can imagine so i think it is much more about a collective journey than it can be about an individual and that i think has also been another big learning from it which was something that would come to my mind at different points in the process so that would be my second uh, learning from it the the third would be that the problems that we work on now or have recently felt much more interconnected than i saw them earlier like i mentioned i used to feel and i still do strongly about the field of gender and gender equality but it's only with different experiences in my career that i've realized how it's so closely connected to other sectors of education health environment and much more so it does help to have different experiences to build a holistic perspective and i think it helps me and is is a lens that uh, uh has been a learning for me um and i think the last which which also when when i'm thinking of this right now 
which has been a learning is that in hindsight different steps in the career make much more sense than they would in that moment when i'm speaking to you i'm able to see the connect much strongly than i would have in those times so i rem- like now when i think of it i know the volunteering experience in college helped me go to young india fellowship then hug darshak in that time helped me immensely in my cmdg interview cmdg helped me in my masters to have a very grassroots government machinery perspective and masters helped me identify the work of organizations like adb and the kind of opportunities available so even if in those steps i didn't see so much of an immediate connect there usually is and that's that's what makes me realize that every experience in the sector is very helpful and adds immensely to learning so it it all adds up in ways that one doesn't realize but yeah i think these could be some of the biggest uh, takeaways that come to my mind that's yeah yeah it's like steve jobs said you can only connect the dots looking backwards something of that sort but yeah all great takeaways and i think very important for any person who's um, aspiring to create some sort of social change or a work in the development sector so that was great and in relation to your takeaways and your journey so far do you also have a vision for your um, upcoming journey and if yes would you like to share that with our listeners i think my vision for the future would be the same as i've had for my past journey which was something very simple that drove me to every uh, step that i took which is to keep working on meaningful change in the society as best as i can when i think of the future i realize how much i have to learn and grow so i hope to keep doing that and simultaneously working in roles that enable me to contribute in such meaningful ways more specifically in the sector i'm i'm particularly interested in the goals of sustainable livelihood gender equality and holistic education so i would hope to move forward on paths that that work on these but largely if i had to have a very idealistic vision and maybe tangible steps to achieve that my vision for my career journey would be to contribute as much as i can in building a more equal and fair society and some of these areas would be parts i would love to contribute to further in that goal so yeah i think that's how it would be for me i have no doubt that you would continue to do that as you already have so all the best for your journey and to conclude would you have any insights on career planning for young professionals and any advice particularly for those interested in working in the organizations that you have previously worked in yeah i mean i can share from what i think would have been great advice uh, for me to receive when i was uh, at different points in those careers or at least things that i realized and have have had the chance to share with others who uh, who who've also explored similar paths one of them would be and it's it may sound very cliche but i genuinely think it's helped me is to try to make the most of every experience so even if there are issues or things we don't like or things that aren't as we expected i think there's always a possibility of focusing on what can still be do- done and learned and that's something i have consistently followed and so is possibly something i tell others as well another thing that i also learned which might be helpful is to be open to all experiences i remember when my team and i were applying to hug darshak back during the young india fellowship it was a new organization no one had heard of it much but we loved their idea so we decided to go for it similarly when i was looking for internship i never had adb or a development bank in mind but i came across a role that intrigued me so i decided to apply for it so being open with a broad enough idea has helped or can help in having meaningful experiences so that is another thing that could be helpful and the last which has been extremely crucial uh, and i have a lot of faith in is to identify and hold on to a group of like-minded individuals in the sector some of my closest friends today are those i made at the young india fellowship at cmgg or after we connected over our common interest to work for the society and that has helped all of us in moments when things have been very challenging so times when i didn't see hope or felt too discouraged or it just didn't seem possible to continue they have genuinely picked me up so i would suggest that try to identify and build that community uh, for yourself as best as you can 
and they will really be your support systems in this path both personally and professionally and specifically if you're interested in any of the organizations that we had the chance to speak about maybe a couple of quick points might be is reiterating the fact that i do think grassroots understanding is very helpful i saw it during my masters when i did have the cmbb experience to recount and now even during my work at adb so please try to work at the grassroots if you can because that can't be learned from a distance and there's no substitute for it and there are several opportunities that provide such grassroots uh, understanding even if it's a local ngo working in one village of india it will connect you to issues or it it usually connects us to issues that another organization from a distance cannot so so do go for that if that is something that's possible and the second would be that i also think government fellowships are a great way to understand the public machinery and state as one of the key stakeholders and that perspective and learning will help you anywhere you go so if there are fellowships that do offer the opportunity to explore uh, uh, different sectors or different roles i would suggest that it shouldn't it, it may not be about which specific fellowship but as long as it uh, helps work with the government closely there will be many learning opportunities within those and similarly i already spoke about what multilateral organizations offer so if that is the kind of experience that does interest you then then there are different short term as well as long term opportunities available and short term might be a great way of about 3 to 9 months might be a great way to understand if you do like the environment and if that does seem like a good fit so we have all our life to figure out the right fit and to keep working on it but every experience genuinely counts and i would just suggest being as open as possible that's wonderful palak thank you so much i mean all the things that you've shared have been so positive so it's great to end on that positive note and i'm sure your insights stories advice would be extremely helpful for all our listeners because it definitely was for me and i'm glad you could join us today and it's been wonderful to hear about your exciting journey thank you so much and i hope to keep in touch and a few years down the line maybe we can do one of these again once you have gone forward and contributed to the space in the way that you envisioned yourself to do yeah no thank you so much vanisha for this opportunity it was really lovely interacting and recollecting all these experiences as well as having this uh, opportunity to share them so thank you so much for it and um, definitely looking forward to further conversation we're just keeping in touch 